George Formby, but with bionic legs. We see his pussy. Have a vitamin afterwards. How'd you find me now? Hello and welcome to How Do You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and relive the golden years of kids TV. I'm Will, with me as always is Liz. Hello Liz. Use it up, wear it out, ain't nothing left in this whole world to care about. What's that from? Shake your body down. Shake your body down. Oh, um, oh that one. Shake your body down. See now I feel like that, that, that's like era appropriate for... For, for this week, because... How old is this show we just watched? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this is from 1983. Oh, so old. Yeah. This it's is... older than me. But this is the first iteration of, of a dynasty of shows and yeah. movies and video games. You know, so I think, let's go through this case. So obviously last week, it was our pitch episode, it was pitch battle. And I said on that episode, whatever happens, I will take it personally. <laughs> You did. I said those words. You did. And what happened? <laughs> I won. <laughs> I won. The people voted. It's over between me and the listeners. <laughs> oh, no. They've let don't, me down. Don't they a, have let me down. Don't believe a word of it, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, so you pitched the Riddlers. I pitched Inspector Gadget. And, and you know, people the, the people have spoken, Liz. Was it, was it a resounding victory? It was quite a resounding victory. No, I think that's the, even worse. I think the thing is, a lot of people like me hated the Riddlers, yeah. uh, or just, it was just weird. It's a weird thing, you know, we have people saying it's weird. I mean, we have actually had a question on Twitter about this, about okay. because your hatred of puppetry is well known. Yes, right? oh yeah. We, we've spoken about this many times. Oh yeah. You don't like puppets, mm. you don't really like animation, claymation certainly, you, mm. you're generally against the whole thing. So Andy Golding has asked on Twitter, why does Liz only not hate puppets when they look like the malevolent inhabitants of a haunted nursery? Yes, and I can see he cited the Riddlers and Rosie and Jim. Yeah. Which I think is harsh on Rosie and Jim. Okay? I think that's harsh. <laughs> I I, I'm, I mean, honestly, you won't hear me say this very often, but you got me. Uh, <laughs> you got me. I know. <laughs> There's something wrong with me, isn't there? Because everybody hates the Riddlers. They are creepy looking. And I, I kind of agree that they're creepy looking. And I... I, I didn't like it, but I had a weird fascination with it. <laughs> but yeah, why do I only like puppets when they freak other people out? I don't know. That's something I have to explore with my therapist. <laughs> if only I had one. I'm not American. <laughs> I don't know. Damn, you got me. The listeners got me again. <laughs> it's the thing I got, I got uh, uh, contacted as well by uh, Rich, another one of the listeners, who suggested um, the Rotten Trolls, which obviously the Riddlers had made him think of as well. Right. And that's another one I'd be interested to find out potentially in future where you stand on the Rotten Trolls. Just off the bat, I can't remember it. The word the Rotten Trolls, it, like, it, it rings a bell, okay. but I can't picture them. Fair enough. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's one that I remember. He's kind of like a Riddler's slash Bill and Ben the Flowerpot Men genetic splicing. Is it? Yeah, it's kind well, of, if you, if you slam them together, and there's a little bit of Rosie and Jim in there as well, you kind of get the Rotten Trolls. You know, it's it's like you take the, the, the unholy trinity of these three, slam them together into a, yeah, in that melting pot, you've got the Rotten Trolls. Okay. Anyway, this isn't the pitch episode. This isn't what are you going episode. on about? <laughs> we need to talk about Inspector Gadget. Yes, we do need to talk and about I Inspector Gadget. Really need to talk about it because 
I've just been forced to watch it. Now, <laughs> something else that I said was, Inspector Gadget, I felt that this is something that everybody loves and I've just never got it. But I'll admit, it's been so long since I'd seen any Inspector Gadget and I have no re- proper memories of it that I thought maybe there's a chance. Maybe now I will get why everybody loves it so much. No. Hate it more than ever now. <laughs> Just vindication. <laughs> now I realise why I hated it so much. Why, in my mind, I had no memories of anything about it other than hate. Wow. See, now that, that to me... Every second of this was torture. This, I hated this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go in so strong so early. We will talk about it, break it down, you know, we'll go through and have lots of thoughts about it. But just early on, got a flag up. Very, very upset I had to watch it. Okay. Well, let's start where we where we start at the very beginning. And we did, because the first thing we watched was actually the pilot episode for yeah. Inspector And you're Gadget. saying this is from 1983? Yeah. That's not a surprise, because it did look very bad quality. It <laughs> It's like it's it's blurry and and like terrible quality. Whatever yeah. print we watch. I mean, yeah, this ran for for two series initially, eighty three to eighty six. You okay. know, there's there's uh, eighty six episodes. I think. Oh, of this. so many episodes. Yep. <laughs> you know, and we do get some format changes. What was which the we'll other? What was the other episode we watched? When was that from? That was from series two. That was episode four of series two. Mm. Um, but we'll come to that one. So this first one we watched here. This is the pilot. This is the Winter Olympics. Um, this was actually re-edited and then released as an episode in the main run. Right. Um, and the most significant change, yeah. they took the tash. Okay, so first the first thing that I noticed was he had a tash. Yeah. And I said to, I said to you, he's got a moustache, and you wouldn't say anything back, so I knew there was a story there. But I was, honestly, I was thinking it was like some kind of Mandela effect thing <laughs> that... That I saw him with a tash in this, and I didn't think he had one. And I was like, if he's got a tash all the time, and I've just forgotten it, I'm going to freak out. Because you know about these Mandela effect things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we've mentioned it before, where, you know, some people think it's an alternate universe. It's blatantly all, like, you know, misremembering things. But I was like, I, I, I couldn't accept that I would have misremembered this. Because in this, he looks like Inspector Clouseau, doesn't he? He does. And this gets on to the, the why. Obviously, there's a lot of things which are ripped from other spy sort of TV shows and movies and everything yeah. else. Um, but yeah, this one, with the tash, with the Mac, with the hat, he really does like Inspector Clouseau. Now, I can't find it confirmed anywhere, but there's a theory that they took the tash out in the first one because they were going to get sued by MGM. Because he looked so much like Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, and also because Inspector Clouseau, as a character, is is annoying, but in a different way. And and to make to make him into this cartoon and make him the most annoying individual on earth, I would sue. <laughs> I would sue. I feel like suing somebody right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to sue? You. <laughs> you would sue me for making you watch it. Yeah, I do, yeah. I'm not sure on the laws, but there's got to be something. <laughs> got to be some legal recourse to get your time back. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that that was obviously a thing. The, the Tash leaves, and when it's re-edited, they put a line in explaining why he has a Tash, which is that he's on holiday, he needs a disguise. So that's his, his disguise, is to put on a Tash. But still retain the very signature clothing 
of Inspector Gadget. Signature clothing. He's a gadget man. His, his head shoots up on a on a bloody steel hydraulic lift. Yeah. What what good is a Tash doing in that scenario? <laughs> it's quite recognisable, Will. He's made of gadgets. <laughs> Nobody's mistaking him for anybody else. What are you talking about? <laughs> See now, I obviously uh, one thing I thought you this uh, this opening episode might have going for it. Yeah. Um, you know, we've watched other things before, and you don't like an origin story in a first episode. No, no. And this doesn't have that. This doesn't explain how Gadget came to be. Yeah. You know why I don't like the origin story? Mm-hmm. Is because it drags you down into a lot of exposition, doesn't let you get on with the plot. You know what this episode doesn't have? What's that? A plot. <gasps> that is an outrageous thing to say. It isn't outrageous at all, though, is it? Because <laughs> it, this is just a series of little scenes of him being at the Winter Olympics and things going wrong. Like, what is the plan here for anything? The plan here is that he's he's on holiday at the Winter Olympics. I've got that. Right. We're at the Winter Olympics. That I've accepted. <laughs> but Mad, led by Dr. Claw. Right. Right. I've got a lot of things to say about that, but I will leave that for now. Their plan is to disrupt and destroy disrupt. The, the Winter Olympics. Their plan is to disrupt the Olympics. Amazing plan, guys. I can really see where that's going to get you. Okay? But it, it, but, but their plan is to disrupt it, right? And then um, somehow the world's most useless uh, detective is sent there to stop them disrupting it, except he's not. He's just on holiday, so he's accidentally disrupting it by disrupting it himself. Yeah. What? Yeah, he, he is. He's, he, it's, he's the world's greatest detective. He isn't though, is he? <laughs> he's he is. useless. He's bad. <laughs> well, this is the. He's bad. This is. This you is, admitted that. <laughs> yeah, he is. And this is the thing that you know where the kids are in on the joke because he is terrible because he's bumbling and inept. Yes, but everyone but, sees him as the greatest detective of all time. But if the baddie's plan is to be disruptive, and then by being the world's worst detective, you end up being disruptive yourself, what use was to have a baddie at all? <laughs> we could have just watched him on holiday. How fun? That wouldn't be any fun. It wasn't any fun anyway. I hated it. I literally thought these episodes were about an hour long. <laughs> this 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 episode goes on so long because it's just one disjointed thing after the other. None of it's building to a climax. It's literally like somebody watched all the Pink Panther movies while they were rearranging the, the their kitchen utensils. And then they they fell asleep, and their brain just jammed all of that together into into the world's first and most outrageous mansplainer. <laughs> because that's all he that's all he does is he goes around stumbling around in his ineptitude, destroying everything. And then afterwards, after somebody's dragged him out the shit, he's got the cheek to go, "Oh, don't bring your dogs to, on a skiing holiday." What are you talking about? You're the only one that brought a dog. You're the you're the problem, sir. <laughs> sir, sir, please take it somewhere else. But I I do want to talk about some of these gadgets he's got though. Fine, right? because, might as well because you're saying might you know, as just well. kitchen utensils. But some of these some of these are prescient. Like the phone in the glove pulls the aerial out of the thumb, you know, and he speaks into his little finger. Yeah. Right? I've actually seen a pair of Bluetooth gloves. That have that. Why not just use a phone? We've all got phones now. 
Oh, yeah, we have. We didn't then. He's got a mobile phone in a glove that's now become an actual thing. That's impressive. It hasn't become a thing, though, has it? Because the, the amount of people with Bluetooth gloves, nominal, right? <laughs> though, and, and be honest... Those aren't the sort of people you want to you want to associate with, are they? You have no data to back up that hypothesis. I have instinct. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and everybody has a phone. You know, phone phone it, it uses everywhere, and yet he's he's talking into his hand with a little aerial on it. Yeah. This is 1983, no one had I'm a phone. I'm not impressed by the hand thing. <laughs> not impressed by it. Move on. All right. What about the uh, the gadget legs? Gadget legs. The first thing we see when we see him skiing with brain on his back, and there, you know, everything's going a bit wrong. And he's like Mr. Tickle; he extends it all the way. Yeah, extends his legs so he can swing out around a tree. I would like to ask some questions about gadget. Okay. Is he a cyborg? Right. Okay. I'm gonna. I actually this bit of research here. All right. Okay. This okay. So. The original TV series didn't give any background for him. No. Nope. There was a spin off TV series from 1995 that ran for three years called Gadget Boy and Heather. That sounds dreadful. Yeah, right. In this version, Gadget was conceived as a bionic child who has the mind of an adult detective. His bionic enhancements are creations of Myron Dabble, an inventor who lives in Switzerland. The various hidden appliances within Gadget render him the cyborg equivalent of a Swiss army knife. It's nice, isn't it? Nice way to talk about a person. The enhancements were intended to grant him status as a super sleuth. The body's been upgraded, but his intellect has received no equivalent enhancements. So basically... His intellect hasn't been enhanced. Yeah. He's stupider than a regular person. (laughs) But to be honest, it's going to mess with your head if you are a child. And if if every single finger or every bit of your body will turn into something else... You know, that's got to mess with your head, even if you can control it by saying, go, go, gadget, whatever. Go, go, gadget, whatever. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. (laughs) I like that. I like a a nice little simple code like that to get it to work. There's one in the second episode where he says, go, go, gadget, garage door. Right? (laughs) That's the least exciting deploying of a gadget I can imagine. He just wants the garage door open. Go, go, gadget, garage door. <laughs> seriously? Seriously. But seriously, you're saying to me that like no one has thought of as a novelty thing. Because yeah. you can get voice activated things like garage doors and, you know, everything is like smart speakers these days, right? You think, you're saying to me, not one person has gone, you know what, be a great little hack for those. Change it. So rather than say, hey, Alexa, you have to go, 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 gadget, smart speaker. And it yeah. says, "What do you want?" Well, yeah, we are. We're getting to that stage, aren't we? Because everything's everything's smart, and you could have a smart fridge and smart heating, smart lighting, whatever. And so you can just you maybe in a world soon, we, you will be able to say, "Go, go, gadget fridge," and the fridge will bring you what you want. See, again. go, go, gadget lighting, and the lighting dims. How exciting! I don't think you're going to have go, go, gadget legs though, and you grow extendable legs. I think we're still fairly far away from that reality. But wouldn't it be incredible? I mean, but this is no. Isn't... I don't want the legs, Will. Really? Seriously, I don't want the legs. You don't want the bionic legs. If I offered you the go go gadget bionic legs, right? Well, well yeah. Seriously, would you take the bionic legs? Yeah, I'd take the bionic legs. Who wouldn't take the bionic legs? You would. If somebody said to you, no, but seriously, if somebody said to you right now, I will. I can give you bionic legs. Yeah. Okay. 
would you would take the bionic legs? If someone said to me, I can give you Inspector Gadget's bionic legs, yes, I would happily take those legs. And you have no follow-up questions on who this is, how they're doing it, whether there's any <laughs> risks to you. You're just like, bionic legs? Yeah, I'm all in. Well, I mean, I presume they're legit. They're on the level. They've got to be, really. But I'm just... You know the worst thing about this, right? What? When you said to me, "Good, you want bionic legs, my immediate thought was, oh, fire bionic legs. I could wash the windows. Wow. I could, I could wash the upstairs windows without having to get a massive great ladder. That's <laughs> sad on a number of levels. <laughs> that was my, my first thing I'd use them for. Oh, get those windows clean. If <laughs> I have bionic legs. I don't know what to say to you right now. <laughs> I, it, that is so sad on so many levels. Think of all the window cleaning I could get done if I were Inspector Gadget. Well, it'd be a new career for you, wouldn't it, dear? <laughs> That's a good twist on Inspector Gadget. He's, he's just a window cleaner. He's been sacked from the police force and now he's a window cleaner that solves crime on the side. I think I'd have preferred that. <laughs> yeah. But only if he had George Formby's voice. <laughs> voice of George Formby. George Formby, but with bionic legs. I mean, this and it, it, he's just washing windows, but any floor, no ladders involved. <laughs> this is our sequel to our. When I'm cleaning windows, up he goes. Now, go on, gadget legs. Go on, gadget window cleaner. Go, go, gadget chamois leather. <laughs> this is a great sequel to our George Formby Elvis crossover. We talked about many episodes it was, ago. Is it Kung Fu Elvis? Kung Fu Elvis, yeah. George Formby. I can't. I can't remember why that happened. <laughs> Kung Fu Elvis sounds like the Johnny Bravo episode, though. Yes, it might have been when we were talking. I'm making connections in my mind that have no right to be there. <laughs> I'm like that meme of the woman with the numbers on her face. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? Have we even uh, right? I say there's no plot. We haven't really got into whatever um, you know passes for a plot in this episode. Yeah. The hand, the hook. The Dr. Bomb, what's his name? <laughs> Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. Also the hand, the hook. Dr. Bomb. You know, he's got many nicknames. He's within the criminal fraternity. No, no, tell me what it is again. It's Dr. Claw. Okay. Right. And he runs mad. Yes, I know he runs mad because they're very, very big on branding for a criminal organisation. Yes, they are. They put the letters M-A-D on everything, even when... They're in disguise. They're wearing balaclavas, but they have big letters M-A-D on their sweatshirts. <laughs> very, very big on branding, to the detriment of their criminal enterprise. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, to me, it's very much like a Bond, an early Bond thing where all your henchmen have to have a certain look. Yeah, but yeah. imagine if they all had, like, you know, Spectre or whatever it is. Smirsh, I don't know. <laughs> all written all over them. And everything they got out of their bag was like an Acme kit of like, oh, you know, here's my gun with a little picture of a, you know, Octopussy does that, doesn't she? She's yeah. got an octopus on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if everything had a little branding. It's like a Batman villain, isn't it, really? Well, it is, it is. And it, and just, yeah, it made me think also of like, you know, like, Dra- like Drax from Moonraker, you know, where everyone's got like... The same laser, the same jumpsuit, everything sort of like lemon piping and all that jazz. But this is the thing. But that was the uniform for the space station, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but they're also henchmen. But they weren't just out mixing at the Olympics, which they're allegedly trying to disrupt, dressed in stuff that says, I am part of a criminal organisation here to disrupt you. Well, I mean, it, maybe it's it's a, it's more in it keeping. Can't even kids tell that that is ridiculous. <laughs> even kids go, 
Oh, he's wearing a balaclava, which is kind of a disguise, but he's also got the name of his organisation written on him, which the name of the organisation is MAD. Yes. So, you know, mental health stigma, not cool, guys. Do you want to know what MAD stands for? Oh, I actually don't, but (laughs) do do tell. Mean and dirty. Don't like it. Don't like (laughs) that. That's me, I'm mad. You're mad about having to watch this show. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, it's yeah, it's a silly little throwaway thing. That, but again, it is like that old, old you know, Batman thing of you've got to have themed henchmen. Yeah. You know, you've got to have everything. Like Adam West. Adam West couldn't just fought a load of blokes in just jeans. That wouldn't that wouldn't have worked. Yeah, well, unless it was like Captain Levi was his... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Denim. <laughs> Dr. Denim. Strikes again. <laughs> His mission to get everybody wearing double denim. Yeah. Oh, amazing. It is the, so... the early noughties were a bit like that. I think Dr. Denim might have got away with a few crimes that we missed, actually. <laughs> anyway, Dr. right. Dr. Denim and his psychic dungaree master. <laughs> Back to Gadget, right, who... So you've told me there about the um, clearly retconned backstory of his gadgets. Yes. Why is it that if he's always had them... That he's so bad at using them because first one of the like the first things I notice is he gets out of sale from somewhere and just crashes and he's just why is he so bad at using the gadgets? Because he's human, Liz. He's what? he's fallible. You know, he's we're all prone to making mistakes. You know, if he just solved everything perfectly first time, where would the fun be? That is not an answer, and you know it. That is outrageous. I'm. I, I can't believe, in defence of Gadget, no, not knowing how to use his gadgets, you've gone with, to, 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 to err is human. <laughs> I can't believe that's the defence you're going with. It is. Oh, now I'm angry. <laughs> what other, were you telling me about other gadgets that he has, apart from his phone hand and the sail that he can't use and the the big long legs? <laughs> He's got the gadget gadget neck that extends. Yeah, that was a big puzzle for me because that was the point at which, like, like the, the 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 shooting out of the arms and legs. I was like, I can see how that's a bit just a bit of bionics added onto a human, but the 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 spine, the spinal column, and he's just a head on a big long. Oh, I was like, no, 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 boy, don't, no, 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 no. I'm checking out. No, no, boy. <laughs> no, 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 boy. Oh no, 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 no. Less useful than the bionic legs. There's nobody in this whole thing that is competent, right? Because he is crashing about with the sail. Then, then Mad are oiling up the luge, which is already slippery, guys. That's not going to help. What? Nobody knows what they're doing. The chief of police, whoever he is, is clearly useless because he keeps asking Gadget to do stuff. Anybody should realise that Gadget is appalling. <laughs> Nobody is competent. I want to know where the chief, where uh, Chief Quimby, who is the chief of police, Chief Quim, yeah, <laughs> please, uh, where he gets all this exploding paper from. A lot of exploding paper, as you say. All of this is just stolen from other stuff. Yeah. So the the Mission Impossible, this you know, recording will detonate in you know ten seconds or whatever. It turns into exploding paper, mm-hmm. which Gadget then always throws back into the face. Of of Chief Quimby, yes, which just uh, just annoys me I, because I'm like I'm like, is this a joke? Is this meant to be funny? You know, Quimby turns up and he's hidden in a hidden in a, a, a suit 
or a statue or whatever. And then, am I supposed to laugh at that? And then Gadget throws the paper that's about to explode back in his face. So, so something explodes on him every time. It's like, is that a joke? I think he's meant to be a joke for kids. Right, I think. I think but kids I understand. Would... I understand that like jokes for kids can be different, but I don't understand in any way why this is funny. <laughs> well, I think it, or thing... even fun. <laughs> it's it's zany. It's wacky. It's, oh, you know, it's... not zany. And the thing do is, not come at me with zany. <laughs> you can't deny, right? That this is that a lot happens. Okay, there's a lot of you can't deny that a lot happens. Well, there's like that's your defence. <laughs> a lot happens. There's, there's like three plots in this. Okay, so you've got there aren't any plots in this. <laughs> there are. Tell there's... me the three plots. Okay, so plot number one is basically Mad are going to disrupt the Winter Olympics with a torch made of dynamite. Replace the torchbearer with a Mad thing. So then you get this whole chase on skis, you know, and that involves you know the chase on like the the bobsled and everything and everything else you've got another one where it's like okay we're going to get the the mad yodeler who's one of their henchmen to cause an avalanche to destroy gadget's cottage his chalet right and then you've got the whole thing with the fake ski school and there's loads of things i mean claw you can't fault claw for his attempt his number of attempts to try and off gadget right he's trying about 18 different ways to get rid of gadget they're all flawed don't get me wrong i think claw is a fairly ineffective villain he is. When it comes to this. I also have a problem with why is he trying to off Gadget? Because Gadget is an ineffective foe. So why bother? It what is what is Dr. Hook trying to achieve? <laughs> oh, why why is he trying to achieve the baddie, whatever his name is, what is he trying to achieve? And how is Gadget stopping that? Well the thing about Dr. Hook is I think, you know, when he's in love with a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Hook. Why am I doing that? (laughs) Dr. Claw. Because you're thinking Dr. Claw, Captain Hook. No, he is just a hand. In I don't know if I saw it in this episode, but in the second credits, he's just a hand attached to a bomb. So I'm thinking hand, claw... Uh, there's a meme on the internet of like hand hook door hand claw. I'll just, <laughs> just to, to explain what my brain has done. But I am probably going to call him Dr. Hook again before the time is out. I'll, I'll make this clear, yeah. That does happen in both the intro. Th- in the, both the intros, I missed it the first time. But it's not, he isn't, for the purpose of the series, he isn't just a hand. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. He's not. Because I was, I was quite, I was excited by that twist. That was I mean... one of the two things I found exciting. <laughs> that would be an incredible twist if the villain was just a sentient hand. Yeah. Right? Like Attached thing. to a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, because there's always a bomb. There's some, multiple bombs in this yeah. and exploding paper. And it's like, well, all of this is actually um, being masterminded by a sentient bomb. But obviously he loves explosions. He's a bomb. <laughs> Attached to a hook hand or claw hand. <laughs> Dr. Claw. But we never, obviously we never see Dr. Claw's face in, okay. in this series. We see his pussy. We see <laughs> Mad Cat, his cat. And that's an evil cat. That's a cat with a tooth missing. Oh. And that evil kind of muttly laugh. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's good to stigmatise people if they've had, uh, you know, dental work done. Yes, that's that's it. That's, <laughs> that's what the cartoons of the 80s taught me, Liz. Okay. I'm sorry, that's how I live. Um, do you want to know an, an incredible little attention to detail fact with Dr. Claw, though? 
Well, he's the same colour as a cat. No. <laughs> Don't try and guess. <laughs> Sorry. Do, do you go ahead? <laughs> they made a toy of Dr. Claw, but they put a sticker over the face no. on the packaging so that you had to buy the toy to see what he looked like. And I love that. I love that attention to detail. But they, but they still made a toy, so he still had a face yeah, when you bought it. But I don't know what it looks like. I never, I've never seen one of those toys, so you know, I don't know what the face of Doctor Claw. I'm not well prepared in case Doctor Claw or Doctor Hook attempt to come back. <laughs> See, those toys though that they made never looked that much like the original characters, did they? So no. this is another problem. That whatever he looks like from the toy, you could look at that and then think, actually, that's not how I imagined him to look. Well, see, now this is how you build a metaverse, right? This is how you build a multiverse, because you say, okay, well, the toys don't look accurate. That's Claw's attempt. He's messed with the production methods Mm. to try and keep his identity a secret. Tie that into the cartoons. You've you've built a multiverse right there. Do you know what it is? You lost me as soon as you said multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) And you know that. Yeah, I do. There's something we haven't talked about, actually. Go on. Penny. Penny. And the brain. <laughs> now, you got me a little bit excited by Penny and the brain. Yeah. Because you said that his sidekicks were a girl called Penny and a dog. Yes. And I said, we have a dog called Penny, so I'm excited. I'm bound to like one of those characters. Yeah. No. No. I I thought I'll easily be won over by a dog. This is the worst dog I've ever seen. Whoa! Don't like the dog. Oh my no, god! No, no, don't like the dog. It's not cute. It's not intelligent. It. It's. Uh, I can't believe you're saying this to me right now. It's nothing. It's super intelligent dog. Right. I only have one question for okay. you. Can the dog talk? In the same way that Scooby Doo can talk. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not true. Because I can understand an entire sentence of Scooby Doo. Raggy? Where are you, Raggy? <laughs> I can... <laughs> Flawless. Thank you. But what Brain does is go, Oh no! <laughs> and then then Penny, in Skippy the Bush Kangaroo style, goes, "What? What's that, Brain? Inspector Gadget needs our help. There's a robber right around the corner and I need to do something about it. Oh, thank you for telling me, brain. No, no, no. I'm not having that. Look, if the dog can talk, let the dog talk. What you've done there is the worst of all possible worlds. He's got he's got less autonomy than sweep. <laughs> Penny's just there going, Oh, this is what the dog just told me. Could be she could say anything. Nobody can contradict her. I don't trust her for a start. I do not like the kid. <laughs> I mean, as a rule, you don't really trust children. But, no, uh... that is true. But Penny, right, she's bland. She's as generic as they come. She has no characteristics. She looks like an advert child. <laughs> you know, just a, you just put a cartoon of a kid, and you're like, this is every child. Nobody could argue with this child. It's the childiest child of all children. <laughs> right? That's her. She's got no characteristics. This is why nobody remembers Penny, right? Because she's as dull as ditch water. That nothing about her stands out. 
She's bland. I mean, she, but the thing is, she is. You're saying this, right? But she ultimately is the world's greatest detective because she's solving all these mysteries, you know? She's figuring out what's what's going I on. I thought she was she, interpreting the dog. Well, no, because she's got brains just telling her what's happening. He's just relaying information as best he can in a language which is not his own, right? Yeah, English, he's not a talking dog, but he's so smart, he's starting to learn out some words. Right, he can say it's like those cats that can say hello. Right, he's starting to sound out some words. Right, well that's not a thing. It is. There's cats on the internet that say hello. Uh, well, well, <laughs> there's cats that make a noise that sounds a bit like hello. That's, I mean, what's the difference between making a noise that sounds like hello and saying hello? Knowing that you're saying hello, that's the difference. <laughs> what's hello other than a way to get someone's attention? What's that cat doing? Getting someone's attention. Hello. That cat is communicating. Hello is a greeting. Oi is a way to get someone's attention. <laughs> hello is also a way to get someone's You've never done that walking down the street. Hello to someone if you're trying to be overly polite. Next time you're in the same room as me and I, I want to start a conversation with you, I'll just go, hello. <laughs> and I'd look up and go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> ahoy hoy ahoy hoy <laughs> no but Brain's like so Brain's an incredibly smart dog right and he's very physical he's going out doing the field work right oh, and also right. don't forget he's got that amazing communicator that comes out of his collar right so that Penny on her digital Apple on her Apple video watch yeah right again this is more you know this is more stuff of looking at the future right wireless communication on a watch Right, that's a video watch right there. Dreamt real big, didn't they? What's her other thing she's got? She's got a book that's also a computer, right? That's a folding smartphone. There. You mean tablet? No, because it's actually the papers turn, the pages turn and flex. Tablet? Folding smartphone. <laughs> okay, well. The ones that got the folding screen. They don't have pages, neither do well, tablets, but. Th- this is, it's more in like that case, it. it's way in the future because we're, we're not even there yet. We'll never be there, Will. We are going to be there. It's like, you know, it's like when um, characters have, like, Betamax or whatever. It's like, oh, this is super triple Betamax. (laughs) We're never going that way, Will. It's just not the way we're going. I do love those. I do love those things when you see, like, it's like when you watch the early series of Red Dwarf. Yeah. And the videotapes are triangular. Yes. Um, (laughs) And it's like, they they had to pick a direction (laughs) for what the future would look like. (laughs) And that's what they picked. Weird shaped VHS. How here. It's going to be. I love it. Penny, right, world's greatest sleuth, but realises the power and the security of having her uncle as the figurehead, right, because he's indestructible. Are you shitting me right now? No, he's the bionic man, right? He's indestructible. So let him soak up all the the splash damage from these bombs, because there are bombs everywhere. Splash damage. And let him be the figurehead, right? And Penny, meanwhile, can be taking all the glory. And come the day when Gadget retires, Penny's right there to take on that mantle. To get those bionic legs. Has that happened yet? Has there been a series with Penny as the figurehead? I don't think we've got that far yet. Oh, we haven't got that far in the future. It must be with the tablets that have pages. Because, because Sorry, I've... folding smartphones. So she her, she is ageing up each series, so she's now about 16 by the latest sort of reboot series. How old is she here? She's meant to be about like 10, 12, I think. And this guy is not a proper caretaker for her. She's basically a hostage here. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm on board with Penny and Brain. I think, you know, Brain, Brain plus also Brain, all of Brain's disguises. You know, he's got all his costume disguises so that Gadget doesn't realise it's Brain and go, Brain, what are you doing? He disguised himself as the madman to try and lead Gadget and this bomb torch away from Imagine defending a series in which the main character does not recognise his own dog which has dressed itself up in a disguise. <laughs> 
Well, I hear what you're saying, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> Can I just say, is um, is Gadget known for bullshitting? I don't believe so. I think he's probably known for being flawlessly honest. Because in this first episode, he says, as a former champion skater myself, when he's on the ice skates. Yeah. Which struck me as an unlikely career path. Really? For a bionic man? Well, Why he, wouldn't he become a... He'd be quite heavy on the ice. <laughs> okay. That's for one. <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's a point I hadn't put into consideration is the weight of Gadget. Unless he's made of some space age like titanium alloy. That's like super light. Maybe he's made of carbon nanotubes. He's made of carbon nanotubes, Could is be. he? Could be. Right. Endlessly condensable. Very, very light. Very, very rigid. But strong. Very rigid. Strong. Because that's what you want in a skater. Rigidity. Very well, rigid. Where it counts, yeah. You don't want them being floppy all over the place. They're on bl- they've got blades attached to parts of their body. Oh, God. Well, oh, God. You don't want them suddenly just to buckle at the ankle. That's how they end up killing people. What? Whose ankle buckled and killed someone? When did I'm that happen? Sh- I'm sure it happened. I haven't watched this series of dancing on ice. I've clearly missed a lot. That's why they've lost so many people this year. It's not COVID. It's fatalities from floppy ankles. So So, another point in this, he arrests the Yeti, doesn't he? He does. He arrests um, robotic abominable snowman. Robotic? Yeah. So did Dr... Bombhand? (laughs) Sorry, did you say Dr. Spomhand? I meant to say... Well, Claw. <laughs> I wanted to say hook. I knew it was wrong. There's only one I can remember. Dr. Claw. But it's not a claw, is it? This is the problem I'm having. It's not a hook either. It's, <laughs> it's a hand. Dr. Hand. <laughs> did he build the abominable snowman? I think he must have done. Yeah, we didn't hear that, did we? It just turns up. Well, no, he says, he says, release, you know, man's ultimate weapon, the abominable snowman. I don't understand what happened in this episode. (laughs) I didn't enjoy what happened in this episode. I don't... And honestly, I think the next episode is a slight step up. Mm -hmm. So they kind of, you know, refined a couple of bits. But it was painful to get through this. There's one thing I do want to talk about at the end. And obviously this is a thing we haven't seen for a while, but we saw it in Mask. Right. This is the moral at the end. This is Was the... there one on the first, on the pilot? Yeah, there was, this, is the public, this is the public service announcement. Because right? I, I, I thought that they'd added that for the second episode we watched. So I must have totally missed that this was a moral. Well, it's a very setting-specific one, because okay. it's never ski alone. Always remember the principles of sportsmanship. And never bring your dog to the ski slope. I did hear him say never bring your dog to the ski slope. And I was angry because I was like, you're the only one that brought a dog. And the dog's more intelligent than you. So the dog's fine. Although maybe its paws should have been protected. I don't know. But what on earth is that as a moral for kids? Like, don't bring your dogs to the ski slope. I say moral. It is like a public service announcement. Here is a public service announcement. Don't bring your dog to the ski slope. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, important. They've just seen a show where a dog's been at a ski slope. You don't want them actually trying to bring their dog to the ski slope. No, no, I can see that that would be a big problem. Well, of, of all the things on... I mean, they're not hardly likely to lay their hands on some dynamite, are they? It's not like, kids, don't play with that dynamite. You might blow your arm off. I mean, I'm against all these morals on the ends of TV shows anyway. Yeah, I'm glad they died out. But it should have just been like, don't litter or whatever. 
I mean, I know it can't be that every week. Maybe it can. <laughs> Maybe it can. But oh, don't bring your dog to the ski slope. It's just, it's just not. It's just not getting at the heart of the world's problems for me, Will. I think this is the thing, right? All these things, because this was a bigger thing. I think, particularly on American cartoons. Of course, in America. Having, but this is. The I mean, seriously, they didn't do this over here. Like, I think they're much more subtle over here. Yeah. They're just. They're just like um, over here, right? It's like you must watch the BBC and the BBC will give you Blue Peter and it'll be good for you. It's like feeding everybody porridge or whatever. It's like there's loads of stuff in this that is good for you. Take it, have it, have your Blue Peter. It doesn't matter if you don't like it, have it, have it, have it. Whereas in America, they're like, we give you a show that you like. Look, there's loads of nonsense in this, loads of garbage. Here's your fast food. Have a vitamin afterwards. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's exactly what it is. But this is the thing that I think that really, like you always, you know, you see those people like, oh, you know, oh, health and safety gone mad, and you know, oh, we can't have kids doing things like we used to do. Hmm. Don't have this kind of crap anymore, right? Yeah. Don't tell me that the eighties were a glorious time of earlier. Oh, you know, we didn't give a toss what kids did. We'd let them go out with a bike and a breeze block, and if they came home with both limbs at the end of the day, then we were happy. You know, don't tell me that when you're putting public service announcements on the bottom of every cartoon. Everybody thinks they're the generation of kids that had ultimate freedom, don't they? Yeah. It's they... like, oh, you know, in the fifties we were all out playing in the street with a stick. Nobody worried about cars running us over. Yeah, there were only three cars. <laughs> <laughs> And then our generation, we're all like, oh, you know, we we ran free. We weren't looking at our phones all the time. We were outside enjoying the great outdoors. And then, like in a couple of generations' time, it'll be like, oh, we didn't answer to the robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> we were too busy inside looking at our phones. We were, we were too busy inside dancing to TikToks. <laughs> bring, bring back the glory days before TikTok was banned as seditious. Oh, God almighty. Oh, amazing. So that's the first episode. So that's the pilot. I think, you know, for my money... Appalling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't wait for your answer. Put in my own. What were you going to say? So for my money, a good primer for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Right? So now we get on to series two. So at this point, right, this is uh, series two of episode four. So this is like 69 episodes in. Right? So we're a long way into nice. the series. <laughs> Entirely coincidental. <laughs> they were a long way into this, and this is the Cape Man cometh. Okay, that answers several of my questions. <laughs> right. Okay, because I didn't see the episode title, and there's a character in this. I guess now I know he's called the Cape Man, <laughs> but I had at least four names written down for him. Yeah, but I, but I have to mention. Yeah. The most exciting moment in. Both these episodes was when I saw him without the tash, and I was like, "I was right! I remembered something correctly." <laughs> oh, amazing! No, so this is Penny. However, that quickly turned to upset when I was realised that Penny did not also get an upgrade. She still looks generic. Did you, did you want Penny to ha- now have the tash? <laughs> it would have been something, Will. <laughs> I love that. Take the tash off gadget. We still want to use this somewhere. Stick it on Penny. No one will notice. I would have liked if she was a punk now. <laughs> All her hair spiked up in a big pink mohawk and a safety pin through her nose. That's what I wanted. I wanted her to hit a real, you know angsty youth well she's still only about like 11 12 at this point maybe the new series she's got a punk element to her. i don't think she does 
She should do. That's God. what I want. I want her to kick some fucking ass. I promise I did get a message on um, Instagram from uh, House of Ginge that said that there's a new series and it's crap. Oh. Which is, you know, disappointing. But it's like we say, you can never go back. It is. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, what you know, when we watch these things, I criticise stuff and whatever, but obviously it worked for you know, our generation at the mm-hmm. time. So you can go back and you can enjoy the same ones, but trying to do the same things or get the same feelings in a new um, version, a new era is not easy. You know, so often it doesn't work. Yeah. Or it, you know, it can only work if you change it so much that it's its own thing entirely. And I think the thing is you've got... Now you're further away from those references that it's making. So you know you've got obviously Pink Panther as a reference. You've got, but I think you know kids certainly my like me now our generation. When I thought of Pink Panther growing up, I didn't think of Clouseau in a Mac. I thought of the actual Pink Panther. Yeah. In the cartoon. Well, and you know, if you say Inspector Clouseau, I would be horrified if anybody's first thought was Steve Martin. Yeah. Well, this is remember the thing. that happened. Yeah. If people think that, then, oh no, what a life you have led. <laughs> but I'm aware that I, I, you know, watch a lot of old stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are, you know, aware of some, but not all. And then there are people who, if it's old, they just, just don't watch it. There's nothing. They're just not aware of anything that's like older than they are, you know? See, so there's, there's people that run the, the, the spectrum. And I think... But, but I think a good show like this can reference those things and still work on its own without anybody actually getting that. Because not all the kids watching this were going, oh, yeah, that's great, he looks just like Inspector Clouseau. It's just that kind of, you know, thing that in their heads they might have glimpsed Inspector Clouseau and so the Mac and the look of him just, you know, connects a, a little thing of that's what a detective looks like and he's a bumbling detective. and Yeah. It, it plays into a... Plays into a type, then. Yeah, and this thing, and it does pull in all those other. I mean, did you clock the voice of Inspector Gadget, knowing that, as I do, you like old older shows and things? No, I didn't really. Okay, it's Don Adams, okay, who played Maxwell Smart in the original Get Smart. Oh, <gasps> is it? It is, yeah. Now, so that's another I... touch point as well. Now, I have to say, I th- I did think about Get Smart mm-hmm. because when he did his. His hand phone, they have the, the shoe phone, which yeah. is very iconic, and it has the same little you know telephone um, aerial that comes out, which is why I felt like the, the, the telephone hand didn't seem that futuristic, because it seems like that same kind of thing of a little aerial. And, mm. you know, it's just I didn't realise it was his voice, but it definitely has some Get Smart references. I don't think Get Smart was as big over here no it was it's, a, a, in america American thing, yeah. people adore it mm. um but yeah we kind of know it now through that they did a film of that as well that they was did. steve carell wasn't it? yeah and uh, dwayne johnson and anne hathaway i think um i didn't know dwayne johnson i don't think i've seen it i, I didn't know dwayne sure johnson was maybe he's in the sequel i think because i think there's a sequel they did could be but obviously there's two inspector gadget films which we talked about briefly in the pitch episode we had the whole concern about who was in the first one. Oh yes yeah, so i knew Matthew Broderick had been in one. I'm not saying that I've necessarily seen it, but I may have seen a, a little bit. Yeah, I think I've seen a fair chunk of it, if not the whole thing. But I, again, the star of the second one, because yeah. it's not Broderick comes back to the second one, is French Stewart. Now, <gasps> that I can see. Yeah, you can get on board with from that. Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. That I can see. <laughs> oh, I like that. Because 
Oh, I can see it. Yeah, but I think the thing is, I think it was kind of it was almost like a straight to video kind of thing. I think it was released, but not to any great fanfare, and it didn't have Broderick back. So you know, it's yeah, but still French Stewart in his in his own right. You know, that's that's a that's, kudos, kudos to him, kudos to him for getting the gig. <laughs> uh, so this back to this one. So this is yeah uh, from from series two. There have been some slight changes to the format here. So we've now got Gadget has a house. In this second That's series. a format change, is it? Well, it's it's a slight format change. You know, that basically, rather than him travelling all over the world now, a lot of it tends to happen close to home. Um, <laughs> also, the crimes he he aren't always solved at the end of the episode. Like, the villains aren't always caught. There's never been a crime. <laughs> this all just random disruptions. Nothing is ever resolved. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For, replacing the Olympic torch with a stick full of dynamite is not a crime. Well, if it is, then Gadget perpetrated it. Because once he got hold of it, he didn't take the fuse out. He just let it go off. He <laughs> did. But next He week... should be in prison. <laughs> really should be. Not hook for a hand, whatever he's called. <laughs> Doctor and the medics. <laughs> he's, he's he's danger to himself, is, is Gadget, a lot of the time. So we get a little bit of him at home. So we have the Gadget fridge, which... You what know, does that do? Well, that's the one that basically has all the arms in it and prepares a meal for you. I could use that. I could use that. Because you know that thing of going to the fridge and you open the fridge and you look in the fridge and then you don't get anything because you don't know what to do. Yeah, it's like that egg advert. Is it? Yeah, you remember that advert? when it, the, Every few years they have adverts, they try and push eggs as like, everyone should eat more eggs because eggs are great. Um, are we really not eating enough eggs? Well, I think we are now. That's why the adverts aren't on. Fair enough. We weren't previously. But they have that thing where they have like people standing around, and they're meant to look like students. They're standing around a fridge and inside there's a box of eggs and there's a courgette, and there's a bit of cheese. <gasps> I remember that! And they go, I could do this and this, and then one of them leaves and goes, oh, for God's sake, you make a courgette frittata! I remember that! That's when we all learned what a frittata was! Yes! <gasps> oh, my goodness! And courgettes! I... <laughs> I, th- I had forgotten that entirely. I would... But... That's just brought it all back, but screaming I, back. I've, I don't know why. I feel like it was on at the same time as that one. I'm just going to go off in random adverts. I remember now. Uh, a guy who's making his bed and he finds a bit of old pizza in it and he looks at it like, oh, I don't know, and then puts like his salad cream on it and then he's like, that's oh, all right now. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I it's like salad cream goes on everything. <laughs> Until you said salad cream, I was like, I don't remember this at all. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I remember the salad cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because who has ever put salad cream on a pizza? See, if now, you, now if you do that, I I don't know what's going to happen. I can't vouch for it certain, but my brother, as, as, a, as, as a younger man, used to love salad cream. And I think would have put salad cream on a pizza. I feel like a lot of kids go through a salad cream phase, right? Because <laughs> I went through a phase where I thought salad cream was the greatest thing ever. And I couldn't eat salad without it, smothered in it. <laughs> and then, don't know why, didn't have it for a little while, had it again, evil, couldn't stand the stuff. I was like, what is this? Why would I ever have eaten this? So I feel like kids go through a salad cream phase and then you grow out of it. It's like you don't grow into olives until you're older. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> Salad cream and eggs. Um, right. No, the, the the gadget fridge. Fridge! So What's in your fridge? I would pity the fridge that only had, like, a courgette, eggs and salad cream in what there. What are you, Mr. T? <laughs> I would pity I, I pity the fridge. <laughs> I do, I do. So, yeah, Brain's having a problem with this fridge because basically just dumps his food on the floor. Uh, Penny comes down and just it's going haywire, so let's do it herself. So we cut upstairs to Gadget who is using the gadget shaver. Now, 
I flinched. Well, it reminded me of um, Casper, you know, the movie where, um, you know, Kirsten Dunst. The ghost? No, Casper the Milkman. Yeah, Casper the Ghost. How many Caspers do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Casper well, the Friendly Milkman. Apart from the ghost, one. <laughs> one. But no, there's a bit in that where they have like, a, the guy who built the manor has like a chair that gets him up in the morning and it basically goes down a corridor and it sprays shame foam and then shaves him. Um, with a straight razor, and you know, Kirsten Dunst ducks underneath it, and then um, when Eric Idle and the villain go through it, they like shaves all their heads and stuff like that. Um, you don't remember this? I don't remember it at all. No, no. we didn't remember that Casper that well. So uh, no, I don't remember it that well. No, fair enough. Um, but yeah, he's using that and realizes there's a, a note coming in, so he's like, "Shave!" Fa-, he goes, "Faster, gadget shaver, faster!" And this thing is whipping about the race. I mean, we've seen his gadgets fail. Yeah. You know, his, the, the auto fridge has gone wrong. Why on earth is he trusting an automated straight razor to I go mean, faster? Luckily, the straight razor looks more like a butter knife. It does. But I still flinched at the idea that he was uh, having his face, you know. Why to remind myself, this is a kid's cutting, there's not going to be any blood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, be... Oh, no, he's definitely going to cut his face off. No, no, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. A note comes in to basically say that uh, Mad are trying to steal a load of gold. From uh, a national mint, or which is down the road handling. Yeah. Um, so he gets in the gadget car, which is like the gadget minivan. Go go gadget minivan. And heads off, and then you know, trans it transforms into the car halfway down the road. But before it does that, we meet new character being introduced. Captain Cape Man. Corporal Cape Man, to give him his correct rank. Right. Okay. So they call him Corporal Cape Man. Yes. I heard Corporal Caveman, Catman, Capman, Capeman, and I think Captain Capeman. Okay, well, it's Corporal Capeman. Gadget does call him Capman. Right. Penny calls him Capey. And would it shock you to know that he is now a recurring character? It would, because he seems shit. Yes, he is now Gadget's sidekick. As of this episode... What about Penny? Well, Penny's still there too, but after this episode... They left her at home. Yep. At, for, for this... For this... Dick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's dreadful. He is dreadful. And <laughs> and he's really annoying. Yes. I hated him. He's like, I don't know, a cross between The Flash and Captain Underpants. He's, like, he's just awful. <laughs> he looks... Terrible. He's got somebody who's doing the voice for him is doing an Edwin type voice. Mm. Do you know what I mean when I say this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edwin, um, uh, Mary Poppins, and he's the he's the guy laughing on the ceiling in Mary Poppins, and he voiced the Mad Hatter. And his voice is so distinctive that it's become a kind of iconic thing. So you do get in lots of cartoons somebody doing that type of voice. Mm. The best one that I've ever heard is Alan. Tudic, I think his name is, does him as um, King Ralph in uh, not not King Ralph, uh, Wreck It Ralph, does the 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 Candy King or whatever. Yes, that's the best one I've ever heard. This one not so good, just grates on oh, your nerves. Really grating, and this to me, I think almost this feels like okay, you're running out of ideas, running out of steam now. So let's bring in a new character and give yeah, him a sidekick. Because Gadget's not that exciting. 
So they've put someone else in? Well, no, I think Gadget's pretty... Gadget's held his own for, like, 68 episodes so far. You know, he's, he's well, done well. To me. He's just running out of gadgets, probably, at this stage. They did... At, the, at this point, we do see the one of my favourite gadgets, which is the Gadget Copter. Yeah, the Gadget Copter. If you gave me an option between Gadget Legs, Gadget Copter, I'd be tempted to go Gadget Copter. You could still do the windows. Well, I could do. I just have to do them one-handed. Yeah, yeah. I think you could manage that. Okay, I have to clip it onto my belt and then yeah. and bucket and then go one handed holding the other throw. Actually, no, I couldn't. I can't with rotor blades. I can't get close to the window. I'm gonna to have to take up a brush you and a can stick. If you've got a long enough stick, <laughs> well, I'm gonna be pushing against it. I can't get the purchase, Liz. I can't All right, get the purchase. All right, but I, what I will say to you is, I think you could do so many other things with a gadget copter. You could pay somebody to clean our windows. Well, yeah, that's true. I think I'll go with a gadget copter because that's I... almost like a personal drone. I would also go with a gadget copter because I assume that they would not have to do an invasive operation to give me a hat that has a copter in it. All you've got to do is, is find the way to get the hat onto your head firmly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I would hope that I can do that without major surgery. Quite a tight Unlike hat. Unlike your bionic legs. <laughs> well, maybe there could be like a thing over the top of my regular legs. Oh, that's what you thought bionic legs well, were? No, no, I'm not saying they were, but I'm saying, because I, I know bionic legs are bionic legs, maybe bionic legs could be like an overcoat kind of thing. Sorry, no, bionic legs can never be an overcoat. Not overcoat, but you know, like an over... over. You're thinking of Marty McFly's jacket, Like an you? exoskeleton onto my legs, right? Right, that's so not... It's that's almost not, becomes like extending stilts. It's not what it is, though. But with the stability of legs. That's what I want, is stilts with the stability of legs. Well, you just need to practice better on your stilts. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, but I mean, so this one we have got Corporal Cape Man, who's very irritating. No idea why he's dressing up like a superhero. No idea why he's obsessed with Inspector Gadget. No, neither have I. And yeah, even this one, the plot is a bit rubbish because you know this is whole thing of they're taking the gold away. Mad are now employing a ninja. Yes, there is a ninja. He doesn't wear the uh, branding, which is smart. Yes, for a ninja. For a ninja, I did like as well that he disappears into like thin air, like yeah. this, like like the little sort of mark of like he's just vanished kind of thing. He um, seems like he could actually be an effective uh, villain. Yeah, well, because he basically, uh, yeah, we get this this plot with the gold is is foiled and there's a bomb and Gadget gets locked in the vault and corrects the time on the bomb to give himself more, without realising, to give himself more time before the bomb goes off. But all that happens and then like the police arrive to arrest them all and it's not the end of the episode. No. It's... I found that so depressing because I was like <laughs> begging the end to come and it's like you've had your climactic moment. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> so then the ninja gets dispatched into Gadget's house at night to try and, where, where Cape Man is now living in a spare room, to try and kill Gadget. And I love, he goes to pull out his sword, he gets on the headboard above Gadget, pulls out a sword, and it's a mallet in a sword scabbard. Yeah, you'd think it was like a katana or whatever, yeah, like a, on his back. It's got that handle, but with a giant wooden comedy mallet on top of it. Yeah, I, I, I guess I liked that. It felt like it was almost a joke. Mm. I could get that that was comic in its intent. I didn't laugh. No. No, I don't think you laughed. You laughed a lot when they, when Gadget was told, oh, the mint's being robbed, and he turned up, and he went, oh, the mint's still here. Yeah, I like that. I found that funny. It's a stupid joke, but... I, I still don't think I get it. <laughs> it's, the mint is being robbed. His idiotic assumption is that the whole building 
is being taken. He turns up and goes, nope, still there. Anyway, so we get this, but this is the thing. So this kind of comes to a little bit of a of a sort of ending, really, where the ninja gets catapulted into the bathroom by Brain, um, the dog, the dog, and gets and then gets flushed down the the pipe from the shower. Obviously, the pipe from the shower goes into their china cabinet. Yeah, that was a bit weird, and he's also man sized. Yeah, that's a very. That's a, I mean, that's a risky. A lot drain. of water usage, isn't it? Huge amount of water usage, and to be honest, a, a bit hectic, a bit. Um, Dangerous. Uh, dangerous for having a shower. If you yeah. can flush yourself away during the shower. Oh, yeah. Really dangerous. I mean, unless that's an escape tunnel. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's all, a secret all planned tunnel. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and ends up in the gym with a, a basically tied on exercise bike with heavy weights landing on him and a boxing glove punching him in the balls. Yes. The gym, for some reason, is set up that it punches you up the arse if you have a go on the exercise bike. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it's an odd choice, but... Um, I mean, it... It sort of fits with my experience at gyms. <laughs> Drop some heavy weights on you and punch you out the ass. That's what it feels like, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. But so that's the end of our second episode, and we get the little little PSA at the end, which reminds us: never ride a bike with loose clothing or capes. Or capes, yeah. Very important. No loose clothing. I learnt that from Isadora Duncan, though. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you know what that reference is. Nope. There's a famous like dancer, I think she was, who um, threw a silk scarf over her shoulder and it caught in the the wheel of a cart and she died. She oh was throttled God. by it. And that's and, and literally, I feel like everybody gets told that as a kid. Wow, no, I and didn't. And then you're like, okay, I will be careful with loose clothing around wheels and whatever. I was relying on Inspector Gadget to tell me that. Oh, okay. But no, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, wow. that's the thing that happened. God, no, I hadn't. No, wow. Well, I also got told no loose clothing by my mum, who, where every time she took us to like um, fun fair or a theme park or whatever, we would always beg her to go on the rides. And clearly, she didn't want to go on any of the rides, so she would just say, "No, can't loose clothing. I've got loose clothing." And there's always a sign that says no loose clothing. Mm-hmm. She didn't really have loose clothing, <laughs> but claimed to have it <laughs> in order to get out of going on them. Well, there we are, Liz. I think that brings us to the end. Of Inspector Gadget. So the question for you: How do you like me now? Oh, don't I don't even ask. I hated it. I really hated it. It feels like, as an idea of a of a man who is made up of gadgets, it is so much better in the description than in actual watching of it. I feel like actually watching it is like nails down a chalkboard, like honestly hurts me to watch it i can't stand it i really can't stand it as an idea i get that it's good that you know the endless gadgets but you can't use them that well could could have like funny consequences but all this stuff of he's not competent then the baddies aren't competent then his chief isn't competent but then his dog is competent and then this little girl who's not really a character because they don't understand what a woman could possibly add but they wanted a girl character oh it just makes me want to die (laughs) i hated it and i don't think that that is necessarily era specific because i think i've hated every exposure i've had to inspector gadget but from now on I know with certainty my life will be a go-go gadget free zone. <laughs> See, now I feel like the first one we watched the pilot kind of sets off the tone quite well, but is very busy in terms of what's going on. This second series one we watched is 
pretty laboured and not very great. I feel like they're there's I feel like there's a sweet spot in between these two we watched where there's some good episodes. Like a good run that people remember and the the ones that I loved as a kid I think are in there. But there's still some great things going for this for me. I think you know the intro sequence does a great job of selling it. I think it's it is a fun concept. And, you know, I think there's there'd be some more fun stuff in there as well. And the thing is, it's got longevity, because it's still it's, they're making it again now. Mm-hmm. Like I say, the, I think there's been five movies total, only two sort of live action, the other three animated. But, you know, all there's like five different series, there's video games galore, there's all sorts of stuff. So I think, you know, this for me, these episodes weren't a hit. If there's a better one out there someone can point me towards, please do. Mm. Um, you know, if there's a real recommendation anyone listening has got, get in touch on social media. Tell us what it is. Um, you know, I'll happily go back and watch it. Not so sure about Liz. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, I won't be watching it. But uh, but there we are. So that was Inspector Gadget. Liz, thank you for joining me. I, d- I don't even want to say thank you, Will. <laughs> I I need a I need to lie down before I do this again. <laughs> Just um. Just say goodbye. Let's just say au revoir. <laughs> au revoir. Well, thank you for listening. Let us know what you thought of Inspector Gadget and tune in again next week for another pitch episode. <laughs>